It's Sports Serena, and welcome to Rebooking ECW, the only show where two people rebook free ECW wrestlers weekly. It's official. Um, that we know of. I, I feel like it's I said enough to make it. You've got to be proper. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a specific boast, so we should be all right. That's but... what I went for. Um, you got myself, Paul, and I'm joined by Jay, as always. Yes, yes. From that ReCW fame, your weekly ECW hardcore TV review podcast, which can also be found on Sports Arena. That is true. That's the thing. With t-shirts available from, inspired by the show, available from Zazzle. Oh, gone straight in. Um, obviously, <laughs> for those who have not listened to the show before, this is Rebooking ECW. What we do is we go back to... Members of the original ECW roster, say modern day, Paul Heyman's been had a billionaire come in and said, I want to remake ECW, find, I say like-minded, but um, similar role people to sort of come in, start the promotion again. For example, Public Enemy, we picked The New Day. Terry Funk, we picked Tommy Dreamer, JT Smith, Cassius Ono. Eddie Gilbert, Cody Rose, Stevie Richards, Brian Pillman Jr., Bad Breed, um, the Coffee Brothers. That's where we're at at the moment. And this week, we are looking at Dean Malenko, which is relevant because in our review, he's just left. So it felt like a now or never kind of moment. Yep. Um, The infamous 911 and Mikey Whipwreck. Three good picks, three um, of the same era, which is not what we've done up until now. We've kind of moved it around a little bit. Yeah. But, um, you know, three three very good picks, three very good, important in what's going on in their era uh, characters. So should be good. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think we'll start off with, we'll start off with, I think probably the easiest. We'll start off with the big man. We'll go for 911. Well, yeah. So he's a character, not really known for his mic skills, an impact player, excuse the pun, um, sort of comes out, um, will get called by Paul Heyman, runs to the ring, hits the choke slam, crowd goes mental, disappears. But if you want a decent match, not necessarily a strong point, gasses fairly easily, but is over like Rover. He is massively popular with the people going mental for him at the time. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a real testament to, to Heyman's ability to uh, book to people's strengths because he is hugely limited in his skill set, um, in his move set. Hugely limited in his um, ability, his um, uh, his physical ability, his his um, agility, his uh, cardio. He's um, everything. Right? You, yeah, I mean, you know, there's nothing that he does that looks crisp or snug or real or yeah. Or, I mean, but but on the same level, um, for those who don't listen, Sandman's the current world champion. Um, if 911 came out next week and beat the Sandman, everyone would be going mental and loving it. Absolutely. And this is the thing is, you know, so as I said, yeah. best of people hope because 
despite all of the stuff that you would mark someone against, um, especially when we're into a very um, interesting kind of ECW time where you've got the likes of Malenko and Guerrero getting standing ovations for their really technical matches. Um, The fans love him. Yeah, massively. So that is what we need to do. I mean, my my choice, I feel like an obvious choice. Um, obviously, I feel this guy does have more ability. But uh, if given a similar role and a more straightforward role, could probably get to a similar sort of heights. And I've just simply gone for um, Braun Strowman. That's a good shout. For this, That's I a good shout. Like an obvious choice. Yeah, I mean, I was going around kind of thinking about the the giants, the the ones that kind of just did that. I mean, you know, one of the obvious ones to go for is is the Big Show, just because a big guy does a choke slam. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, it is. It's kind of trying to find that person who fits that. Uh, you know, automatic impact kind of mold that big. Yeah. And, um, so I think Braun Strowman's a good shout for it. I mean, you are you're, you're correct. He's 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 better. He's a better wrestler than Nine One One has been. Um, he's um, uh, more um, far more technical, far better conditioning. Um, yeah, uh, but, but think, it's... given the right occasion and obviously the right kind of the music and. Obviously, the mouthpiece and all that, he could easily just be that guy who just sort of ran out, sprinted to the ring, walked in, took everyone out, posed, everyone going mental, hit me again, and left. And has been and will be as as over as um, one has been. So, not again, you know, that thing of if he won, if he beat the, the champion tomorrow, you probably would, you know, the, the fans would pop for it and everyone would think that was that makes sense. Yeah. Um, which is a bit that my recommendation was missing, to be honest. Um, so I I kind of went for the obvious as well, in the sense of there is a character who is pretty much doing this gimmick now on WWE TV, and that's Lars Sullivan. So he's your scary-looking monster dude who comes in and destroys the smaller guys and then wanders off, doesn't really do a full match, doesn't really do anything else, just kind of hits the ring impact and then out. Um, but is nowhere near as over as nine one one is. Um, doesn't really show the signs of being as over as nine one one got, um, and I think that's the big difference between the two. I think that's why Braun's probably the better pick, um, because whilst Sullivan is almost like a carbon copy of that impact kind of thing, um, yeah, not quite the not quite the same. I don't think. Does it mean that I've got it with Braun? I'm not going to fight you on Braun. Oh, I feel like I always start off so strong and sort of just fade away with this. All right, so... Yeah, I mean, so usually I have some sort of weird, like, out of nowhere kind of pick, which is what kind of blows you, but I don't think I've got one of those today. I think all of mine are fairly straightforward. Um, where do you want to go next? Should we go for Dean Malenko? Let's go for Dean Malenko. Dean um, Malenko, I feel it's quite a hard character to break down because obviously it's thinking purely ECW 
50 Malenko, I guess. Yeah. So, technical, uh, the shooter. Yep. Uh, technically sound. Uh, speaks, but isn't known for his mic work. Just known for basically getting it done and being one of the, sort of the wrestling machine, I guess. Yeah, I, it's interesting listening to your 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 breakdown of the character. I, I I don't know whether you and I are going to come up with the same name here, um, which hasn't happened yet. So that'd be interesting if it does. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, known as the, the you know that shooter kind of gimmick, that that grappler kind of gimmick, gimmick, you know, grab a hold, grab a body part, and and just like yank on it until it pops, kind of thing. Um, really raised the level of work rate on the show, had some really good technical matches uh, with people who you wouldn't have expected that to be their kind of game and that kind of level. But, um, uh, yeah, really kind of legitimized the the sport and was used to legitimize wrestlers. So, you know, when, when we've just watched the Tasmaniac become Taz, and one of the ways that happened was... You know, he has proper grappling matches with the shooter and shows that he's more than, you know, the the, the, the um, wild man kind of gimmick and actually can wrestle and suplex. And, um, you know, so it used to solidify and show other wrestlers' uh, prowess um, as well. Yeah. So with this one, I think my natural gut instinct is you look at someone like a Roderick Strong, for example, and think similar sort of look, go with it. But he wasn't my guy. I went with um, the current cruiserweight champion and 205 stronghold, Drew Gulak. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, no, I can see that. I mean, you know, his catch point credentials give him that kind of... Um, uh, that kind of feel, um, similar kind of background in, you know, that, that hold for hold shoot wrestling. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I know. Yeah. I mean, Drew's obviously, um, better mic work style. Yeah. In my opinion, but I feel he could easily be that guy who can get an amazing sort of grappling match out of anyone. Doesn't rely on like flips, just purely taken down, breaking down. And sort of work like that. Yeah, it's a good pick. Um, we didn't end up with the same name, um, which is interesting. Um, I went uh, similar kind of logic, similar kind of feel. Um, someone who is known for um, getting the very technical matches out of um, uh, wrestlers, but on the main roster. Um, I went for the Swiss cyborg Cesaro. Um, similar sort of thing, that machine persona, that kind of, you know, break them down, um, feats of, of like wrestling prowess, uh, again, that European style, that catches catch can style. Um, uh, and then, um, again, you know, not known for his mic work, not, he can talk, um, has sometimes been, been wrongly tarred with the brush of, you know, whether he's he's not got the personality, and he obviously does, um, 
but uh yeah his 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 work kind of translates far more on the screen than than his uh charisma or his um uh mic work that's a fantastic shout i didn't really think of um cesaro i'm not gonna i'm not gonna argue that i think both suit don't get me wrong yep Yep. i'm very proud of my pick i think you should be yeah (laughs) but um yeah i do love the cesaro is the wrestling dream and it's proven with people like him and ricochet you got away you moved your mic uh no why oh you just you just kind of trailed out Sounded like you'd moved your mic. Okay. Now, so, um, yeah, with that, I, I think, you know, someone like Seamus, similar to what we've seen with the Eddie Guerrero, he is the guy who can have the match with the same guy every week and still make it entertaining. Yeah. So, I mean, um, look at Ricochet recently. Um, Cesaro. Alistair Black recently, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Do I win that round then? I think you win that round. Does that work better? Oh, one apiece. Yes. Cool. Right, Cesaro so is in. Going to the last. Up to everyone's favourite underdog. Dog, which is Mikey Whipwreck. Um, what do you say about Mikey? So I think the fact that he comes out to loser by Beck in ECW is, is tells you a lot about him. He is um, the 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 losing streak underdog who lucks his way into, or at least started by lucking his way into wins, lucking his way into um, contention, lucking his, his way into fights. Um, uh, and for the longest part, you know, his job for the entire match was just to sell. Um, to make the other guy look good and then somehow would kind of accidentally fall on them for a three count after they've knocked themselves out by slamming him too hard or something. Um, Interesting that they obviously, ECW obviously had this character in mind because going back and watching it, you can see that they've tried, they started trying to do it with um, Chad Austin to start with. Yeah. He had a very similar kind of, um, underdog but would fluke wins kind of gimmick um and then they they put it all onto mikey and double down on mikey um who uh yeah he's he's you know the smallest guy by probably about two or three foot usually he's the lightest guy by you know 100 pounds um his job for 95 percent of the match is to get ragdolled and then he's meant to come back with the heroic mighty mouse style fight back overcome the odds um, and win, and has such sympathy with the crowd that um, they're rooting for him at all points and, and bringing all the way through. Um, and it's interesting because you, you get to see now that he's he actually is a very good wrestler. He's technically very good. You know, he, he, he's um, not to the Malenko and Guerrero level, but um, you know, he does he does more than hold his own in in these matches, and he does have some very good. Um, uh, points that he hits with, so um, yeah, he's not just kind of a a, a, a mannequin. He's not like a stunt dummy being thrown around. Um, but that's all come up afterwards, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's basically an underdog, a guy that came in just to 
didn't have a contract to help change the rings. Um, ended up getting to do a bit of work in the ring and ended up being a Grand Slam champion and a massive fan favourite. And it's nothing the way his career was originally meant to go, I guess. No, and, and um, just got over, got, got the fans on his side and they really built, really, they really felt and, and bought into the giant killer gimmick on him. They really felt and bought into uh, the underdog gimmick with him. Um, you know, the stuff we're watching at the moment with him versus Sandman. Um, he's he's a sympathetic character to even the, where the referees and the ring announcer are trying to to take shots so that he doesn't have to from Sandman's Singapore cane. So uh, yeah, I mean you know did really well to kind of build this sympathy and you know spoilers, but very soon uh, finds himself as as world champion and and is accepted as that is is you know it's um, still seen as something plausible for him and his character to do rather than just like a very weird turn because it's been earned so much through you know being the tag team champion with me with uh, cactus jack and you know being carried through that and the fluke tv title win and various other things um that him being not only a heavyweight champion but the first triple crown is taken as as fair is taken as as something that the fans are behind and, and understand. Massively. Which, when I was looking at people, I felt there's only one guy who sprang to mind. And of course, she's um, Enzo Amore. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just keep pushing that. I'm going to get him in here somewhere. Um, no, I don't um, doubt it. If you look at people who've overachieved in recent years... Um, we're given a shot, but not necessarily a contract. Go on to have the massive underdog story against Monster Hills. Get the sympathy vote. Become the first ever Grand Slam winners in said promotion. I just, I've just edged towards um, Johnny Gargano. Interesting, yeah. Um... Look, look wise, I understand it's different attire, but the yeah. story, the story is very similar. Came in. Didn't have a contract, pulled off great yeah. matches, ended up winning tag team titles, um, separated, managed to get hold of singles gold, and eventually won the big one, become the first Grand Slam champion, massive ovation, get attacked by whether it be Sandman or Tommaso Ciampa, the crowd are 100% behind them, simply vote loving them. I just feeling fairly confident with this one. Um, yeah, so um, I went for one that I think could become this and turn into this. So the bit I lose on this automatically is you've got parallels in the story where I'm projecting parallels. Um, but the person I thought who, when I looked around, who I, who I think could do this um, is Drake Maverick. Um, I think that um, I think part of that is influenced quite heavily by uh, your and my growing up watching Spud on the UK scene, yeah. um, who had a very very similar 
MO and very, very similar matches of him against Abyss and him against uh, the Iceman, him against Sandman and him against, uh, and very similar kind of thing of um, just getting ragdolled and just getting thrown around and just getting destroyed. And then somehow kind of, you know, having that fighting spirit and coming through. Um, but a character who um, uh, was in a match on Raw this week past uh, in front of uh, most of the roster, um, where, uh, which he's created out of a gimmick of, of handing out flyers um, for a championship, um, has really kind of uh, not only got that kind of underdog status, the throwing around the, the silliness kind of thing, um, but has really kind of got the fans biting and believing and, and you know, interested in him as a character. Um, so perennial underdog, no matter what match you put him in, he's always going to be the smaller guy. He's always going to be the one that the odds are against. Um, really solid work. Um, and uh, the fans would, you know, if he, if he, if he had a, a title match against Brock Lesnar, uh, tomorrow, then everyone knows that he would absolutely um, be killed. But the fans would pop huge if he somehow managed to collapse on Brock Lesnar and and pick up the three, even if it was only for a short title run. See, I understand what you're saying. But to me, Mikey, later on, wasn't that guy. He evolved and became like an equal player. It feels to me you're describing an obvious sort of comparison, Spike Dudley. Um, maybe. Um, I I feel like nearer the end, Mikey Whitbrick did have a fifty-fifty chance against you know your people. Yeah, I, I think what I'm comparing him to is, um an earlier version of Mikey. Um, mm. So Drake now would be Mikey kind of just before the TV title reign. So it's, it's, it's hard. It, it's like, I suppose it depends. If, if we had a, a decent person to be the Cactus Jack, to the, you know, almost like the big star to give sort of Drake the wins and that, I'd sort of, I'd get it. But um, I, I can see it, but... I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, as I said, I think the thing that you've got with Gargano over it is... Um, story. Yeah, he's, he's, he's where we find Mikey now and in the near future, whereas I think my uh, one is where Mikey was at the beginning of his journey. So I think there's parallels between where Drake is now and where Mikey was then, um, and it'll be interesting to see if they they grow in similar ways. You could you could see quite easily, you know, sometime very soon, Drake moving away from the twenty four seven title and being the um, well the the odd partner in a you know him and Braun or him and um, uh, you know just like this dominant tag partner who um, and and getting a tag team title run of, of um, you know, the other guy does all the work and, and uh, basically wins the match and, and Drake kind of just gets ragdolled for a while. Um, so you could see that quite easily, quite happily happening. Um, but I think that's the thing. I think, I think 
the bit, as I said, Gargano's got is that he's more of the complete story, especially when you put in the the stuff with um, Champa, uh, with with the stuff of you know turning up with no contract and that's what I'm saying. But then it, to the card and but then again, is it because he's lived the parallel? Does that make him the parallel? Is it? I don't know. And not sort of like backhead tracking to myself. The fact he's already done it all. Does that mean he's already had the same career rather than if you were starting again, you could do it all again with him because he's already done it. If we're living in the now as in it's happening now, I guess he's already a world champion. Um, no, because my whole thing is when I said about this is basically someone's walked in right now and said it. So to do that, you'd have to massively take Gargano backwards, back to the start. I, yeah, I mean, it depends on when we say about, you know, going in and doing ECW but now. We're, we're saying this is in the now. We're saying someone's walked into Heyman right now and say, do this. Not backtracking on myself too much, but if that's the case, Johnny Gargano is an established main eventer, whether it be in NXT or whatever. He's yeah. not. But yeah. it depends on what time, Mikey, you're trying to bring through. And bearing in mind we're talking about people from, from various parts of history of ECW, I think that you're getting a little bit too inception on this in the sense of, you know, if, if you're looking to go back and find a Mikey Whipwreck from the beginning now, yeah. then there's a good chance that we don't know him because, you know, it's... it's um... Oh, no, I get that. But I'm saying, but... but... Drake still has a, a journey in him. Yeah. And I know Johnny Gargano, you move him up to the main roster and the journey begins again. So it, it could work. If he goes up to Raw, he suddenly is like, you know, half a foot shorter than everyone else. And the journey does completely begin again. So you could, then you could argue that point. Mm. So it's... it's yeah. still... Um, and that's, the, I mean, you know, that's the beauty of the format we've chosen is you can kind of pick your time and, and where you want to look at. But, um, you know, it's, it, I think that for where we know Mikey is, if we're looking for a parallel, I think Gargano's... We've turned into this weird thing where you're arguing for my guy and I'm arguing for yours. Because um, it's a solid case. Yeah, it is yours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think the thing is, if we're looking for... Um, if we're looking at ECW as a, as a whole from its run from 1993 to 2000, 2001, 2000, yeah. Um, and we're looking for Mikey in that whole continuum. Yeah. Then Drake could grow into that role. Maybe Gargano, but you know, Gargano can grow into that. Yeah. Will. Yeah. Exactly. Has before and would again if needed to be. It's, it's you know, could versus can here. Yeah. That's um, what it feels like. If you were to take Johnny Gargano, give him a different name, uh, Johnny Whipwreck, um, and book him as you did Mikey, you know he can get over. You know that he can work hard. You know he can hold the championships. You know he can be seen as credible champions. Um, but on the same level, you could put Drake in a triple threat match, for example, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Drake, Matri- um, Drake Maverick, 
and somehow a spear on Brock, they both fall down. Drake ends up on top of him, wins the three. Yep. And somehow he's won the world title. He wouldn't win it. He wouldn't beat Brock clean. It would be like Mikey when he won the triple threat. It'd be like that. It would have to be that situation. Yeah, or like the, you know, the glass hits Stone Cold, comes out, hits rocks with the chair kind of. Yeah. Do you know I mean, it, would, it, would, it wouldn't be he just beat him like the Eddie Guerrero, no. but you could see if there was, it, it would happen and people would go, so, ah, it's weird. Um, I'm happy with either. I, I I can I can see it like you said you've you've got a and I, I feel like Johnny Gargano can do this story because he's done it and if you move up to the main roster or new he brand you could you yeah. could restart it all again he's not going to go straight in at Raw and challenge Brock Lesnar he's going to go in at Raw and be whatever do you know what I mean until he gets there again and Drake is similar but I I feel Drake's always going to be a lot more of a fluke regardless. If he was the world champion, it would be hard for him to ever. Yeah. I, and I think that's the thing. So I think the bits that, that uh, so I think the parallels are there for both of them. I think the Drake thing that Drake has over Johnny Gargano is the, a little bit more of that comedic underdog um, take on things, you know, that kind of, oh, I'm going to die. Whereas, you would never get that out of Johnny. He's he's the the little engine that could. He's you know going to fight every single point rather than that kind of. Like, oh, I don't know why I've got him. My mum's going to be so cross. Um, what you have with Gargano over Drake Maverick though is um, probably more believability of that. You know, actually he's earned his point here, and now he's toe to toe with these guys, and he goes in as you said on a fifty fifty rather than on a. Like, you know, he's the underdog of every single situation. Very true. So where does that leave us? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's Gargano. I think looking at it for the entire piece, looking about what Mikey becomes, I think Maverick, at this point in Maverick's career, Maverick represents a piece of Mikey's career. I think Gargano represents far more of a parallel to Mikey's career. I'm, I'm happy to run with that. Because it means you win this week. No, because it's, you know, it's the reason <laughs> I sort of do it and because I win this week. So, yeah. So, um, there we go. This week we've decided Dean Malenko, the modern day would be Cesaro, 911, the modern day would be Braun Strowman, and Mikey Whitprick, the modern day would be Johnny Gargano. Um, unfortunately, some sad news has just broken that Harley Race has passed away. So, rest oh. in peace, Harley Race. That's, um, that's really sad. So, sad way to end the show, but I felt it had to be mentioned. Definitely did. And I, my phone's died, so I didn't. See that on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, rest in peace, King. Yeah, ten pounds of gold, man, right there. Um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, check us out at underscore Sports Arena on Twitter and Instagram. Also, check out ReCW. We're reviewing classic ECW episodes from one all the way to four hundred one. 
next week we've got our Mount Rushmore show. Every 25 episodes we do a Mount Rushmore. Every 25 their episodes. We do a Mount Rushmore, see who's stood out and put out together our cases, similar to this in a way. And, um, yeah. And then this time next week we'll do um, another rebooking ECW. My time to pick the three people this for next week. Uh, and I can tell you, I will give you the heads up. The two I will tell you in advance so you can have a think about. And one will be revealed to you live on the show so that <sighs> everyone can hear you come up with someone um, off the top of your head. Um, uh, which is, you know, totally unfair because obviously I'm the one picking, so I will have time to think about them. But uh, that's the fun of it. Um, right. It's going to be like Family Guy, where I just pick out a bunch of random scenarios <laughs> and hope it pays off. Um, and if you've listened to that and uh, are screaming why it should have been Maverick instead of Gargano, um, uh, or the, the obvious name that we've missed on this completely from any uh, tier, we've been very WWE NXT centric this this time, I think. This um, week it felt right, though. But well, this thing is the people are the people. But um, you know, it can be from any wrestling organization. It can be anyone who is active at this time. So if you're thinking about the name that we are, were so obvious and oblivious to, um, reach out to us on social media, or if you're listening to us on Anchor, Anchor, leave us a voice note and send it to us, um, and uh, we'll address it. We'll we'll talk about it next week. Hmm. Beautiful. See you Thanks later. Review and subscribe. Bye. Bye.